Welcome, everybody. It's Kids A to Z with Dr. T. Uh, this is Teresa Signorelli, your favorite child development doctor and host. I'm here to talk to you today about hearing hygiene and academic issues that are related to it. I think it's especially important to bring this up now because it is Fourth of July season, meaning it is firework season, and I thought it would be a good time to talk about it. So what is hearing and, and, and how does it work? And let's talk about what it is so we know what we're protecting. Well, many of you probably know that sounds get funneled in through our ears. And well, I don't want to get into a big physiological discussion here, but it goes through our ears and up the central nervous, uh, up the uh, auditory pathway to our brain where our brain makes sense of it. So there's actually physiological aspects of hearing and cognitive or intellectual aspects of hearing because your brain processes the information. So it not only affects what you hear uh, in terms of the sounds, it can affect what you're understanding as well. So that's why it's really important to protect. So um, what's really dangerous, of course, is when sounds are too loud uh, and there's too much noise. What is noise? Uh, let's talk about uh, what, it, what it does. So noise essentially is another sound that interferes with other sounds that we want to hear. And as I had mentioned, it can negatively affect our health and our hearing, obviously, and, and how we feel. I want to talk um, a little bit about the physical effects of noise. And um, there's an organization that I think is important for everybody to know about. It's called the American Speech, Language, and Hearing Association, affectionately known as ASHA. Uh, the website is asha.org. And what ASHA uh, reports is that noise can affect a lot of physiological aspects of our bodies. It can increase our blood pressure. It can have negative effects on our heartbeat. It can increase our breathing rate and disturb our digestion and cause upset stomachs and even ulcers. Noise can make sleeping difficult for us. Even, even long after uh, the noise has stopped, it can still interfere with sleeping. Noise can also exaggerate the effects of drugs or alcohol. Um, and aging even, and it can contribute also to premature births and really have a negative impact on that baby, on that fetus that's developing in the, in the mother's um, belly. Noise, um, we also see damages our inner ear, which is known as our cochlea. And what's really important, an important function of your inner ear or your cochlea is that there are little hair cells that respond to different sound frequencies, and once those are destroyed, they really don't regrow. And so those, those cells that were listening to specific frequencies, then you lose that ability basically to hear those, those frequencies. And that's going to interfere with how well you can hear and how well really your brain can interpret the information, that auditory information that it's getting. So again, another real important reason to protect our hearing. What's, what's um, I guess tricky about how the damage can occur that it's often, um, it often happens painlessly over time. We don't really realize that there's damage being done. Uh, sometimes there might be what we would consider an acute onset where there's maybe a, an exposure to a significant amount of noise at one time where then you've, you notice that you've lost your hearing. Uh, but more often than not, it can be painless. And over time, as I said, 
And if you, if you feel like, oh, well, I'm used to noise, I'm used to noise, then what ASHA suggests is that you probably have already suffered from hearing loss or from, from noise damage. Uh, so be aware of what you and your family members and especially your children um, are exposed to in terms of noise. How routinely are you all exposed to loud noise? And it's wise to be um, present to that amount and, and to have your hearing um, assessed regularly, I'd say at least yearly. While ASHA reports about um, the negative effects of noise um, leading to increased uh, irritability and fatigue, noise can really interfere with daily, daily tasks that we're doing. It can negatively affect our attention, and of course that's going to be really important in terms of children being able to learn in school and even safety concerns for drivers. So it really, it, it really becomes a big challenge in lots of ways interfering with how well we can communicate, just having a conversation with um, a friend across the table. And in terms of other um, maybe cognitive consequences or essentially on our intellect, it really can impact our concentration. It can impact our energy. And also, if you're in an environment where it's hard to hear, you're likely going to raise your vocal volume. You're going to raise your voice so that other person can hear you. And that can cause damage to your your vocal cords, your vocal folds, and lead to something like laryngitis or even other voice disorders that are more significant, especially over time. Um, but in terms of children, because we're really focused on children here, thinking about noise in the classroom, what ASHA also reports about this is children who are in classrooms that are less noisy do better on average than children who are in classrooms that have more what we call ambient noise or noise in the background and in the room. And poor acoustics also can interfere with how well the children are going to be able to perform in the classroom and learn. Um, let's see. Let's talk about, uh, I alluded to it a little bit, but, you know, who noise really is a problem for. And basically, it really is a concern for everybody. There's another organization uh, that you might want to look into called the National Institute of Deafness and Other Communication Disorders. They have reported that about over 30 million Americans are regularly exposed to levels of noise or sounds that are harmful to them and have even reported that upwards of 10 million Americans have suffered from hearing loss that, that isn't reversible. And um, in terms of what we want to think about with our kids and noise and their toys, um, that's something really to consider. A number of children's toys emit sounds that are around 90 decibels in loudness, and I'm going to talk about different decibel levels in a minute, but that's essentially how loud a sound is. And um, really anything around over 80, 85 starts, uh, to, has the potential to be damaging to your hearing. So just think about it. If your child's toy is emitting a sound of 90 decibels, and say they hold it up to their ears, to listen to the sound more closely, that sound can really be amplified. Estimates of about 120 decibels in some cases, and that can cause pain and damage. And I think that's something really to consider when you're looking at toys for your children. You know, there's, there's tons of talking dolls and cars with and trucks with sirens, different musical instruments. There's toys that crank and um, sometimes like toy vacuum cleaners, there's, there's a ton of toys, I'm sure you know, that make sound. So I, I, I would suggest that parents really consider modifying or alter, altering the sound some way. I know there's a lot of books that make sounds. What I used to do is put some masking tape or some 
scotch tape over the speaker so that it kind of muted the sounds a little bit, but the kids could still get it. They could still hear the sounds a little, so then they were um, they were satisfied that way. Let's see, what else can we talk about? Well, I mentioned that I tell you about in different decibel levels to give you some perspective. So basically, if somebody's whispering, that's probably at a decibel level or a loudness level of about 30 decibels. Your refrigerator hum is probably at about 40 decibels. A normal conversation that you'd be having in a regular quiet room is at about 60 decibels. Then we jump to where it starts to get dangerous. So remember above like 80, around 80, 85 is where I'd say it starts to become concerning. So city traffic is at about 85 decibels. A regular lawnmower is at about 90 decibels. Snowmobiles are at about 100. Let's see, if you're at a, a concert or rock concert, that's probably about 110. The sirens that ambulances are um, creating as they go down the street, that's about 120. I like to cover up my ears as those go by. And firecrackers are about 150. So as I was saying, um, especially in the summer season when we're seeing lots of fireworks and firecrackers, that's something to consider. That's really something to consider. And so how we can be aware of what the decibel levels are or that the noise is really too loud, look at what you're doing. If you're having to raise your voice to talk, then chances are the decibel levels are too high for where you are. If you're unable to hear the person you're talking to from a distance of about like two feet or so, I'd say it's probably too loud as well. And um, also, after you've um, left an area that's noisy, if, other, if speech sounds sound a little muff muffled to you, or if you have some pain or some ringing in your ears, that's an indication also that the area that you were in had noise that was really too loud. So there are ways, though, that we can protect ourselves. So one way is to lower the volume of anything you're listening to, the television, and certainly any um, personal listening devices. Uh, you really have to be careful of those because they're they are everywhere and we're using them a lot. Uh, wearing protective earplugs, and that doesn't mean to stuff your ears with cotton balls. That won't do it. But you can buy them in really in any drugstore, those little foam, those little foam earphones, I'm sorry, earplugs, and you, you twist them up and stick them up and into your ear canal so they can then expand and then really provide a nice occlusion or a nice blockage to keep the, the noise from getting in just simply limiting the exposure you have to noise. If you're, if you're living in the city and you're in the subways and trains and up on the street and buses are going by and it's very loud, cover your ears a little bit. Really educate yourself too and your kids and your, and your schools and your work officials um, about the dangers of noise. It's truly a very, very big problem that we have with schools that are too, the, the School costumes are really too loud and it interferes with how well students can perform. You can think about purchasing toys or appliances that have low noise output. Of course, as I had mentioned earlier, looking to have your hearing tested regularly. Let's see, what else can we talk about? Um, how about some good characteristics of what a good hearing environment might have? Of course, low background noise, any, that is, any irrelevant sounds in the background that are really not important to the task at hand. Thinking of um, the equipment you might have, air conditioning units, televisions, things should really have all kinds of low output. Things that we can do, how about to reduce noise, we could, I talked about air conditioning, 
things in your room, like drapes, drop ceilings, acoustic wall tiles, can attenuate sounds or make sounds less. That is, there's noise attenuating windows you could install. So those are windows that dampen or reduce the sound, uh, so it, they won't affect you as much. Sealing gaps around doors could be helpful, too. What's interesting, um, I found in a report on the ASHA website, too, was that carpeting actually doesn't help absorb sound so well. It's really the other things on the wall that are more important. So two final things I will leave you with in terms of uh, resources for you. One, as I had mentioned, the American Speech, Language, and Hearing Association. Again, that's ASHA, A-S-H-A.org. There's also the American Academy of Otolaryngology Head and Neck Surgery that you can Google, and of course OSHA, which is the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. There you can also find good information. Uh, but that is just a quick skinny I wanted to give you today about hearing, health, and hygiene um, and how it can affect our kids and ourselves. Thanks again for listening. It's Dr. Teresa. I'll sign off, but please, if you have questions, always feel free to go to www.myspeechdoctor.com or email us at info at myspeechdoctor.com. Okay, thanks so much. Have a great one.